This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not substitute for professional medical advice. Please seek a medical professional or healthcare provider if you're seeking any medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Thanks, everyone. Check out my shirt. What does it say? I haven't even bougie bitch. I love that, and bougie I love the witch hand. University. Nice. I love it. <laughs> anyway, is that um, on your shop? No, no, actually, it's not. I it's bought it from. Room. I don't know. I'll I'll tag them somewhere here. But <laughs> yeah, I love their shit. It's so cute. <laughs> I know. I love it. I love the witch hand. She's like bitch. Yeah, bitch. Anyway, so welcome back. Welcome to our spooky series. For the month of October. So we're going to be talking today about... Bloodletting. I had to say it creepy. Bloodletting. Blood <laughs> sound like a vampire. <laughs> I wanted to blood the lead. I want you to blood. the blood. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't understand what it meant, like bloodletting. Yeah. And it literally means just that, like just... Exactly. Let the just blood. That. Just that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, anyway. Anyways. What is letting? We just had a really good time recording our other episode. For Patreon. For Patreon. And Julia and I are on a tip right now. Okay. I really, really threw her for a loop for that. That topic for Patreon for episode eight. She did not see that one coming. No, at all. She's I was so reading the show notes. Trade. Yeah, I'm still riding that train. <laughs> I was <laughs> looking at the show notes. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's, I swear I learned something new every day. Anyways, so bloodletting, it's a traditional medical practice that basically involves removing blood. So a certain amount of blood is removed from your body because, you know, it makes you feel better, basically. Well, according to them, yeah. Back according then, to them back then, eh? We still do still it now to a certain degree. Yeah. Very minimal. I'm sure there's still people that are. We're going to get into are that, doing yeah. it. But so it's basically based on a very ancient belief that blood and other bodily fluids known as humors. Okay. I always say that word that way. I, Ever since I first is it that learned way? about it. No, I think it's just humor. But I say humors. Had to remain in proper balance and maintain health. Okay, that's like basically physiology. Everything is in equilibrium. And if something fucks up, then something wrong happens. And basically, bloodletting was the most common medical practice performed by surgeons and and basically until the late 19th century. Yeah. Uh, but pretty much now, no one does it. Yeah. It's been abandoned. And like said, there's more very... modern things in medicine that we do instead of just... Letting you bleed letting out. bleed to death, yeah, yeah. That's... How do people feel better from that? I took out like five hundred mLs of blood I... to give away and donate, and I you went into a... no, yeah, I went into a completely different other realm. No, I don't. No, not not for me. Yeah, not for me. 
I can't. Like, I could see other people's blood coming out or whatever, but as soon as it's me, I can't. Like I told you, I can't even get, like, normal blood work done without getting really woozy and messed up. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. All right. Talk about the Egyptians, Jules. You know we had to talk about the Egyptians. It's Julie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's history. Anyway, so Egyptians based the, um, the idea on their observations of hippopotamus. On the hippopotamus. I said that wrong. I'm going to edit this out. (laughs) Don't be part of the blooper. Did you see my face? I was like, was that a philosopher? That's what I was going after. I I thought I had I was like, is she talking about Hippocrates? Exactly. And that's where my brain was going. And then I'm going, no, that's right. The hippopotamus with the fucking blood. That's right. All right. (laughs) Okay. Egyptians based the idea on their observations of the hippopotamus so the hippo yes the actual animal <laughs> not hippopotamus the person whoever Hippocrates. that is yeah i know <laughs> i know i know <laughs> confusing its red secretions with blood and believing that it scratched itself to relieve distress first Did of all know that they <laughs> oh I had no idea. I thought that hippos were just naturally dirty and they had some sort of clay on them. 100% with you right there. I thought the same thing. When I did this research was when I found out, I'm like, well, they do what? Yeah. I had no idea. I I thought that too. I thought it was just clay or whatever. Like, I don't know. And apparently it's not even sweat. They call it hippo sweat, but apparently it's not sweat either. Exactly. It's secretions. Yeah. Red secretions. Yeah. yeah, so whatever that, it is, they got it from the hippos. They, and they thought, thought it was blood. Yeah, you know, they're like, oh, that fat animal <laughs> that sweats out or that bleeds itself out it when it scratches itself. Healthy. It looks real freaking healthy. I bet if I did that to myself, I'd feel good too. Let's give it a shot. Can you imagine a doctor selling that? Oh, it's, it's ancient Egypt. Queens, royals. I know exactly how to make you feel better. We need to extract the blood. Oh, how do you know this? I've done research with my hippos. <laughs> like, how did you even get near a hippo when you're in Egypt? There's hippos in Egypt? I guess it's Africa. The, so. the Nile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but, okay. but they're aggressive as fuck. Oh, they're in the Nile? Yeah. I associate, like, crocodiles with the Nile. That too. They're That'd all together. So shitless. They're, they're all together in some... I, I went there. They're all together. And you saw them? I did No. I saw Nile crocodiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They look yeah. aggressive. yeah. Yeah, don't fuck with them. I was Ugh. in a big, big boat far away from it. So I'm so afraid of those. Negative. Negative. Tune into our, uh, what is it, near-death experience, and you'll you'll hear about my experience with alligators and crocodiles. But anyways. Yeah. Okay. 10 out of 10. Amazing episode on patreon.com forward slash funny medicine podcast. Anyway. So, look. <laughs> you see? It was right there, too. No, I know. Right there, but too. Hippocrates is not the same as hippopotamus. To my defense, they both have hippo. Hippo. It had to come from the same. So Hippocrates is something with a hippopotamus, okay? Because there's no way that they. Anyway. All right. So in Greece, bloodletting was in use in the fifth century BC. Hippocrates mentioned the the practice, but generally relied on dietary techniques. He was smart. He's like, you eat like shit, you feel like shit. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, the Grecians, like, they freaking, they knew. You are what you eat. The Greeks, Grecians. I don't know. Greeks? Greeks, I guess. I don't know. I would say Greeks. Read that name. I I (laughs) knew it. I knew it. I was like, I want her to try and say the next name. It's Aristotle. 
Aristratus? Yeah. Er- it's either Aristratus or Aristratus. There. Theorize that many diseases were caused by plethoras or overabundances in the blood and advise that these plethoras, I love that word, be treated initially by exercise, sweating, reduced food take, and vomiting. Minus the vomiting, yeah. we kind of recommend that. Still to this day. Can you imagine <clears throat> if you ate something like a burger and a doctor told you, go vomit? Vomit right now. Oh my God. It's literally bulimia. Yeah, it's bulimia. Yeah, exactly. Um, here. What? Herophilus? Herophilus. <laughs> yeah. Please tell me that we're keeping track of all the shit that you say so that we can turn it into we a video. It. Dude, I don't have time like in the day. Like an anniversary video. I don't have time in the day to do that too. <laughs> we should just like start making a file of like clips of bloopers so that at the end it could be like a special video that we release out to people. So that person, a student of, Jesus Christ, Herastrius, just... Okay. Herophilus, okay, was a student of Aristratus. Okay. I could write it, but I can't say it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and they also did not agree with bloodletting. Yeah. I'll let you take this one. Over. Okay. Yes, for the <laughs> love of God. <laughs> So from the Roman Empire, Galen, I'm guessing that's how you say Galen or Galen. So he was basically a Greek doctor. Clearly not the authority in that. And also really liked reading uh, Hippocrates, like teachings and all those things, right? Hippopotamus. Yeah, Hippopotamus, according to Julie. And he really advocated for physician-initiated bloodletting, okay? So not just like go and scratch yourself and make yourself bleed, but go to a doctor and then they'll do it in the right way. Whatever the hell that means, okay? Wow, it's just like doctors. We really put a lot of trust in doctors. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. You know what? Cut that out because then we're going to be like, I'm not going to trust you. But it was back. We're talking about the Roman Empire, you guys. I don't want people to, to start being like, no, history has a tendency of repeating itself. What you say today is, and I have a COVID. You know, it happens it's a lot. People don't trust me. Anyway. We're talking about the Roman Empire. I know, you know? Yeah. Like if somebody's going to cut out my whole entire tangent right now. Okay. They really had a thing with vomiting, though. No, they did. <laughs> so Galen believed that blood was the dominant humor, right? <clears throat> and in most need of control. So basically, not the heart, not the lungs, not your liver, not anything else. We, if, we need to control your blood and what's inside the blood. So how are we going to do that? We're let either going to let it out, okay? We're either going to force you to throw up, okay? <laughs> Or I'm going to give you medicine to pee it out. It's not stated here, but I'm sure there was also a medicine to make you shit it out, too. How the fuck did they know what would make you, like, pee your shit, like, back then? Oh, I'm sure they had, like, natural like herbs, right? herbs and stuff that made you Dang. pee more. Dang, that sucks. Alcohol makes you pee more. Maybe they just got you really fucked up. Well, back then, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right here. At least in the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. I'm talking strictly in the Roman Empire. They used to drink alcohol, wine, particularly mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. than water because it was cleaner than water because of the alcohol mm-hmm. content in it. No wonders all well, those people would be messed up all the time. Yeah, you imagine? No, obviously. <laughs> cleaner than water. No wonder they didn't survive into exactly. like an older age. No, their livers are all yeah, done. They died from cirrhosis. Done for. Wake up in the morning, you're having wine. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Someone fetch me. No, they're alcoholics. That's why they're all like, fetch me my wine. Wench. <laughs> That's it. English. Oh, that's, right. <laughs> that's what I associated it with. <laughs> All right, well, Italian. Italian. Latin. Latin, yeah, whatever. Which probably would be like another way of saying P-U-T-A. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. No, that's Spanish. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, isn't that Spanish? Anyway. <laughs> another tangent that we go off on. Oh, God. But anyways, okay, so the nature of the blood to be left... The blood to be let was a specific nature determined by the disease, either arterial or venous. Listen, halt right now. Pause <laughs> right now. If you get blood for some, from someone right now, like you're going to go do a lab, right? It's a venous stick, mm-hmm. right? If you get an arterial stick, it is <laughs> a lot of pressure, okay? A lot of pressure and not only that, but you can bleed out. It is an artery. Okay, you can also bleed out from veins. But we're talking about just like, like, and when I say, I'm talking about it like across the room. Like movie That's style. how much pressure there is. Like, like in the, oh my God, scary movie. Like in the movie, scary movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Okay, I'm just, I'm thinking about all these things that they did back then. Yeah. Um, And then also... Uh, Galen, Galen, whoever this doctor is, okay, this Greek doctor, he basically linked different blood vessels to different diseases. So basically, if you had a liver problem, then you should let the blood out of some major artery or vessel from that place. And then if you had a splenic problem, then on your left side of your body, then you should, I don't know, find some vein on the left side of the body. It should, it should take care of the job, Okay. So that's what he was saying. And then for more severe diseases, it basically, the more severe it was, the more blood you had to take out. So if let's just say you were anemic. Death. And you felt very fatigued. And God forbid they thought you had an infection. Deceased. Deceased. (laughs) And they would tell you they didn't draw enough blood out. Oh, boy. Awful. Awful. So, during the Middle Ages, okay, is this, like, where, no. What? What? I'm, like, trying to, like, well, first we were, we're, like, bouncing off of a lot of different times here. Yeah, no, we're but this is, Egyptian like. the Egyptian times, we're in the Greeks then we, of times, yeah, then but... we were in the Italian times, <laughs> then, <laughs> yeah, the Roman Empire, so pretty much and now in the Middle Ages. This was after Christ. Okay, so, so no, the, okay, the, okay. all of that was BC, now okay, we're, we're in AD, AD, I guess, okay. yeah, AD. All right. You want to take over the medieval times? Yeah, until I find a word that I can't pronounce. (laughs) (laughs) In medieval times, barbers. So I guess this is where Sweeney Todd came from. Yeah. Right? When I I wrote this, I'm like... Sweeney Todd. Is that the whole thing about Sweeney Todd? About the... You know, and the the blood? Probably. It's got to be it. Anyway. In medieval times, barbers often performed bloodletting as a side service. All right, let me just get this here for you. Let me do that. And then, oh, you want some blood out? Yeah, and I know. Fuck, like, terrible. What? I don't, I don't, anyway. Bloodletting was also popular. It's so popular. I know. Among lay people. So the commoners. The commoners. <laughs> the cousins. <laughs> Who were guided by bleeding charts or almanacs. You know how, like, people go, I just, I don't know why I just thought about this. You mm-hmm. know how people have those, like, oxygen bars? Yeah. Can you imagine That's if they it? had, like, bloodletting bars? 
Just blood everywhere. It's like, oh, you know what? We're going to go to the spa, and then maybe we're going to go to the bloodletting ball. And, you know, just release those impurities. I totally feel like people would do that. 100%. They went to the barbershop. Yeah. <laughs> they went to the barbershop. <laughs> they went from surgeons doing this to your barber. What the hell? With super clean things, I'm sure. I'm positive. Not. Yeah. Anyway, okay. so the Talmud... I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. It is. The central text for the rabbinic Judaism. The Talmud recommended a specific day of the week and days of the month for bloodletting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. I mean, it kind of makes sense. You know, they do like specific, like they don't do things like on the Sabbath and all okay. of that. So I can see how they would do that. Yeah. Christian writings. Here comes us and our mm-hmm. weirdness. What did we do? <laughs> what did we not do? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Similar rules, though less codified, can be found among Christian writings advising which saints' days are favorable for bloodletting. Blood you know that Mother Teresa is going to have a lot of blood on that day. <laughs> any any woman, I'm sure. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, anyway. Anyways, yeah. Um. Islamic medical authors also advise bloodletting, particularly for fevers. Okay, that's a choice. It was practiced according to seasons and certain phases of the moon in the lunar calendar. The practice was probably passed by the Greeks with the translation of ancient texts to Arabic and is different than bloodletting by cupping, mentioned in the traditions of Muhammad. Then Muslim theories became known in the Latin-speaking countries of Europe, bloodletting became more widespread. Together with cautery, it was central to Arabic surgery. Okay, so now we're moving on. Okay, now we're 80. Now we're past the medieval times. Follow us, follow us. Keep following me. Keep following me. Wait, there's more. (laughs) Now in the 19th century, okay? We're here. We're now. We're living in the now, okay? So bloodletting became a main technique of heroic medicine, and traumatic and destructive collection of medical practices that emerged in the 18th century that included purging and sweating, as well as to shock the body back into health. It was used to treat a wide range of diseases, becoming a standard treatment for almost every ailment, and was practiced prophylactically as well as therapeutically. What basically that means is that before you even have disease, we're already going to take out your blood. Mm. That's prophylaxis, right? So it's like, mm, you know... Oh, you were near someone that had some sort of disease. Let's just clear your system out just in case. That's literally equivalent of saying, I'm just going to give you antibiotics just in case. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is the equivalent. Yeah. Yeah. And then therapeutically is like if you're actually feeling sick and we actually want to treat you and then we're using bloodletting as a treatment. Yeah. So phlebotomy or venesection. Venesection. Yeah. I I just learned that. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that, that was like a name for it. I'm trying to think of like a phlebotomist, a venesector. My mom. Yeah, a venesector, oh, sure. I guess. So whatever. Phlebotomy, the most common method in which blood was drawn from one or more larger external veins. Arteriotomy, okay, in which an artery was punctured. Highly recommend against unless you are trying to do it as a central line in a controlled setting somewhere with very experienced people. A physician. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Scarification, in which a superficial vessel was attacked. <laughs> That's how they word it. It was attacked. I don't know what they were attacking that vessel with, poor vessel. Okay. And then often using a syringe, a spring-loaded lancet. That's why. 
and a glass cup that contained heat to produce a vacuum. I'm scarred by scarification. <laughs> okay. I don't know what happened. I don't want it. I don't believe in it. Moving on. Yeah, when I read it, that was I don't intense. recommend. That was, it was intense. I was like, okay. I do not. I highly recommend against that. Okay. Your favorite. Cool. Oh, leeches. What? <laughs> Still used today. Still being used today for the same thing to so disgusting. It's so disgusting. It's so disgusting. So disgusting. I'm not even gonna. I'm not I mean, gonna, that's why I just moving on. I just thought that moving on leeches. <laughs> so bloodletting was extremely popular in the 18th and 19th century, despite the fact that it was often harmful and ineffective. Cue death. Okay, I can't imagine how many people you know like suffered like infections oh. and all that stuff just because of the bloodletting and like hypovolemia but whatever anyways so much so much so even after the humoral system fell into disuse the practice was still continued by surgeons and barber surgeons barber surgeons yep that's cute that's cute what are you gonna be for halloween a, a barber, barber surgeon <laughs> okay <laughs> why bloodletting was so popular uh the lack of other effective treatments for disease the belief that bloodletting was a necessary way of removing excess blood and impurities from the body. Mm -hmm. The fact that bloodletting was visible and a dramatic procedure, which made it seem more effective than others, less invasive treatment. All about the drama. Yeah. The financial incentives for doctors to perform bloodletting. Yeah. I mean, I can't even deny that. I'm sure there was doctors out there that were trying to do of that. Of course, because then they're like, it's so dramatic. Yeah. And it looks like you're actually doing something, yeah. you know? So it's like, well, shit. Okay. It's like how I feel sometimes, how, like, with the nebulizer machine, that it's just sailing. Bro. And just the, <laughs> like, the noise and the drama exactly and everything. It. It's That's... like, we're like, yes, it's doing something. You don't understand how many times Mario dies on that same hill with you. Yeah. You don't understand how many times he gets called for that, my mom included, Okay. Oh, but let's do that because, you know, El Nino, the kid, and my kid, the one that was just here. Oh, but that was Patreon. Never mind. You know, oh, because his cough, it's so bad. It's going to make it better. No, it's not going to make it better. It just loosens up the congestion. You can literally just use nasal saline. But they, it, it's like you said, it's just like the, the whole, it, it makes you feel like you're doing something. You know? Yeah, I know. So that's probably it. They're like, look, you see that blood coming out. Yeah, doing exactly. Something. Something's doing. happening. Oh, look at that infection. Look at it go. It's coming out. It's you coming see how out. dark it is? Yeah, yeah. because you're dying. <laughs> That's why it's so dark. I mean, I feel like back then, since medicine wasn't really like advanced, I can see how if someone was concerned for septicemia, so basically infection of the blood, mm. if you remove the blood, then like logically, if you're removing that, then you're removing bacteria. But the thing is that... I don't think they knew what septicemia was back then. You would then. literally have to empty out your whole entire body. They didn't, you know, they, but they thought, didn't know that. No, they probably thought like, oh, somebody's coughing a little too hard. That's, you know. No, and I felt like shit after I got my blood taken out. I don't understand. I don't yeah. understand how this was something popular because Can you, you must have felt like shit. For kids, it's like, oh, he has a fever. Let the blood out. We got to go. We got to go. Gotta let's go to the, the barbershop. Yeah, let's go. You want a haircut? I got a two for one special. Oh a little. Oh my God. A little chop chop. A little <laughs> snip snip. A little. <laughs> scarification. Oh. oh, Lord. Poor kids. It's, 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 seriously. I didn't know this. Yeah. That George Washington, right? be Dude, before he died of like, what, like a strep throat? <laughs> Probably. 
It was probably all he needed out. was a penicillin. Okay. Yeah. And they decided to take out. I don't even think that that's that much. 124 ounces. I'll tell you. Let's see. I'll tell you how many ml. Ask Siri. Oh, I can do that. Or I can just do the calculations. Let's see. 126 ounces times 30. You like to do things a hard Holy way. Holy shit. That's almost. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to add not that much. Let's see how much that is. <laughs> they freaking almost took four liters of blood from this dude. Uh, we have a total of five, right? Yeah. No, I think like five to seven. Let me see. 126 fluid ounces. It's like five liters. Yeah, yeah. It's like five liters. Yeah. So we were saying how George Washington got 126 <laughs> ounces of blood. Okay. Which is three point... points. Almost four liters. Yeah. Okay. Taken out of him. And they're like, oh, before he passed away from his throat infection. No, no, he did not pass away from a throat infection. He passed away from hypovolemic shock. Exactly. So, I don't know, you take it. Now you're in the 20th century. But, I mean, how many total do we have in the... Five. We five. have five liters. And, and they took out almost four. Almost 80%. Yeah, they bled him out. Yeah, they bled him out. And then they were like, before he died from his throat infection. No. No, I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's, that's intense. Anyway, so during the 20th century, there were still some prominent supporters of the practice in the 1880s and onward. These supporters framed bloodletting as an orthodox medical practice to be used in spite of general unpopularity. Some physicians considered bloodletting useful for a more limited range of purposes, such as to clear out infected or weakened blood or to stop hemorrhages. So you're stopping hemorrhages by hemorrhaging. By hemorrhaging. Okay, anyway. Researchers use statistical methods to evaluate treatment effectiveness and discourage bloodletting, but others defended the practice on scientific grounds. Bloodletting persisted into the 20th century and was recommended in the 1923 edition of the textbook, The Principles and Practice of Medicine. Can you fucking believe that? No. The medical community of Edinburgh abandoned bloodletting in practice before it was challenged in theory. This is significant since Edinburgh was a leading center of medical education and research at the time. I really want to go to the to the medical school over there yeah, and I visit it. I think it's the first one in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the fact that even Edinburgh, Edinburgh, I'm going to say Edinburgh. I'm going to keep saying it like that. I'm not Scottish. Sorry. <laughs> Physicians were giving up on bloodletting suggests that the practice was becoming increasingly discredited. However, bloodletting did not disappear entirely. It continued to be used by some physicians into the 20th century. And it is still used today in very specific medical situations. Yeah. And even then, it's like very controlled. Like it's not what we, what it sounds like. Just like yeah. connect to you and let you bleed out, you know? Yeah. Oh, today. Yeah. Oh, you. Okay. So today. <laughs> now we're in times of today. Yeah. Okay. You. We went all the way from. Modern doctor. Egyptians to today. Okay. So. <laughs> We still use bloodletting, of yeah. course. Yeah. It is a treatment, okay? But literally only in a few. And I can probably just name two, which is what you had in the show notes. Yeah. And that's polycythemia. <laughs> <laughs> there goes a pet talk. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Who was that? Max. Max. Jesus, Max. Anyway. <laughs> Excuse us. I don't think I want to edit that out. Yeah. Just because of your face. Excuse us. 
for those of you that watched the so video. So rude. <laughs> anyway, Imagine waking up to that sometimes. No. <laughs> if I swear to God, if my dog would have like, woken me up like that, mm -mm. it's like just as bad as getting like kicked in the face by Nora. Okay, so anyways, so the two only things that I could come up with, which is kind of what I saw in the show notes, is polycythemia, which is basically too much. Like, your blood is super thick, right? So we tried to kind of, like, drain it out because... Why does that happen? That can happen from a lot of things. That can happen from... I had never heard of that before. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yep, polycythemia. That's, like, usually people that have, like, really high hematocrits, really high hemoglobins. Sometimes it could be from dehydration. Sometimes it could be kind of a sign of maybe like a cancer. Mm. It could be like maybe bone marrow mm. things. So okay. it, there's a lot of things that can cause that. Even people that have sleep apnea can have polycythemia. Jeez, for, okay. And the pathophysiology in that is very complex, but uh -huh. it can happen for many different reasons. So people can uh, do this procedure. Right. And then also hemochromatosis, which is basically iron overload. Mm. Okay. Okay. And but even then, like for iron overload, you do like chelation therapy. So you bind the iron okay, out okay. with medications and stuff. But I'm sure you still kind of like try to take out a little bit. Okay. So and then in the case of hemochromatosis, bloodletting by venipuncture has become the mainstay treatment option. So yes, yes and no, I would say yes and no. Okay. In the U.S., according to the academic article posted on the Journal of Infusion of Nursing and data published in 2010, the primary use of phlebotomy was to take blood that would one day be reinfused back into the person. So, I mean, we kind of already do this. Dialysis. dialysis yeah. yeah. We kind of already do this with dialysis. But, you know, dialysis, you have to be connected. You have to get this graft because that's the one that they're constantly going to poke to kind of do this so it's dialysis. Like with chemotherapy, like like the port? A port, yeah. Okay. So with the graft, because of dialysis, we're taking out and putting back in. Mm. Then it requires like larger volumes and stuff like that. So that's mm -hmm. why you want more. But Okay. Okay. That makes sense. But yeah. So that's practically it. Yeah. I mean... I just, I have a mental image about people going to the barbershop. Like, try to put yourself in that situation of... Not just the barbershop, Julie. The barber surgeon. Yeah. Yeah. But Respect like... Respect the how, barber surgeon. How did that barbershop look like? Like, you imagine Probably that? like a regular one. No, there must have been. Remember, we're talking about way back then when people wouldn't believe in germs. So they wouldn't yeah. wash their hands. And, mm, nothing. Mm. So there must have been blood everywhere and nobody gave a shit because no, they were no. like, oh, that doesn't matter. Like, who cares that everything's filled with blood? Nasty. Nasty. So that's why I'm like, what did that even look like? It must have looked like a butcher shop. A butcher shop for sure. Yeah. Can you imagine just like blood like on the chair and he's like oh sorry that's just let me just wipe that down that's just for my previous client <sighs> yeah yeah when i heard that like i i definitely learned this about barbers being you know very popular with blood very like, sweeney todd I, yeah exactly yeah uh, you know i was like well i wonder if that's where it came from i mean but sweeney todd like would kill the people yeah, you yeah. Know? but like but still like maybe the connection or whatever oh sweeney todd gross yeah did you ever see the play no i never saw the play. yeah i mean it I just remember that they would, like, use their bodies. Really? Yeah, right? Didn't they, like, grind it? I don't know. I don't remember. This sounds about right. 
Didn't they like grind it and use it to like eat? Oh, right. I Am I thinking know. about something else? Yes, you see. Lubbock becomes his his willing accomplice, suggesting that they dispose of the bodies by baking them into pies to improve their business. Who? Wow. Okay. You see, Todd's uh, Todd's enthusiastic enthusiastically agrees that rigs his barber's chair. It rigs right. his chair right. with a pedal-operated mechanism, which deposits the victims through a trap door into Lovett's baking house. Nasty. Alha. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the creepy <laughs> ending. It's a bloodletting. Bloodletting. Something that thankfully we no longer do unless, you know, one of those two situations. And even still, even still then, there's like other ways around it. But like, yeah. you know, it's... it's it used to be extremely popular back then. It used to be like going to the med spa today. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Imagine you go to the med spa. I know. It's like, like what are you here for today? Bloodletting. Blood that sounds very, you know, bloodletting. I know, right? Yeah. You could definitely. I'm sure that you could spin that in some other way, but anyway. For sure. But anyways, uh, subscribe. Thank Comment. you. Comment. Join and the conversation. All the things. Yes, please. And if you are not a patron yet, you're really, really, really missing out, especially with the latest episodes that we've put out there. I'm <laughs> sure you guys have seen by now, by the time that this episode comes out, the uh, My little... traumatic experience. Yeah. When um, Evie, uh, Evie's soul literally came out of her body it on came video. came out of my body. Came out of my and body. I dramatically made a... Uh, a horror trailer for it so you guys must have seen it by now because i must have blasted it everywhere by then by by this time that you'd be hearing or seeing this by then so yeah check that out patreon.com slash funny medicine podcast see us on youtube and if you do please subscribe it helps out helps us out a lot to grow with the algorithm and all that and then of course tiktok instagram facebook reddit Email Everywhere. us. Everywhere. Email us, please, with your stories. Or I know. Anything. We haven't done a listener story in a long We're time. We're trying to compile enough good yeah. ones to, like, make a good episode out of it. So, please contribute. Uh, FunnyMedicine305 at gmail.com. And, again, thank you for everyone. And thank you for the tip jar. Yes. Thank also, you for the tip jar, everyone. Please. We appreciate it. See you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Like, comment, review us on all streaming platforms. Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, etc. Check us out on Instagram and TikTok at Funny Medicine Podcast. Our Gmail is at funnymedicine305 at gmail.com. And remember, we are not diagnosing you. Definitely not. Just funny stuff. See you later, guys. <laughs>